0: Hello, and welcome to Yield Crime, where we discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear. I'm your host, Lindsay Valenti, and with me is my sister and co host, Maddie Stengel.
1: Hello. Hi. How's it going?
0: It's going. As you will probably be aware, if you follow us on social, as of Monday, so two days before this podcast comes out, it will be announced Mm -hmm. that we are now members of the Oracle Network, which is a network of other amazing podcasters. So we are very excited to be among their ranks. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of a big deal in the sense that we didn't, or at least I didn't think we would get to this point. Yeah, same. So it's really cool to be part of a network. And like I said, the other podcasts that are part of the network are fantastic. I'll include a link to Mm -hmm. their website so you can kind of see what other amazing creators we are joining the ranks of. So you can check them out if you're not currently listening to or following any of them.
1: Well, I just want to do an extra thank you to the listeners because we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have been considered to be a part of this podcast network if it wasn't for you uh, Mm -hmm. tuning in every week or binging once a month or however you do it. We appreciate it. And we've noticed like a very small but steady increase in our listeners. And it's just, it, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel real, but we really, it means a lot to us. So thank you for, thank you for listening and taking time and letting us kind of live this secret dream we had after listening to other podcasts. Mm -hmm. I honestly thought it was just going to be dad and like two other people. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't think it was was going to get
0: to the point that it has. And I'm very grateful and very thankful to everyone who does listen to us on a regular basis. Or even if you just listen to a couple episodes, you know, here and there, it's still really Mm -hmm. awesome of you.
1: Makes a difference. It does. Whether you realize it or not makes a mm-hmm. difference. Mm-hmm.
0: So I need to open the corrections, Cubby. Uh oh. Last week, I committed the ultimate sin by mispronouncing Goliath's name, who the episode was dedicated to. <laughs> <laughs> I should have listened to her promo before I started saying her name, but that's, that makes too much sense. And why would I do that? And I did reach out to her personally and apologize profusely. And she was very generous about it. And she was like, you know what? People mispronounce my name all the time. Don't feel bad about it, but I do feel bad about it. And I'm sure everybody else who listened to the episode was like, wow, she is awesome. She mispronounced the person's name like an asshole.
1: Yes. Every single one of them. Every
0: single one of them was like, geez. Every
1: single person. Is hating you right
0: now. I'm so so the most hated podcaster right now. Yep. I am sorry, (laughs) Gliza. And I appreciate the fact that you forgave me prior to me recording this correction.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And also like kudos to a cool name. You know, it's a cool name when people have trouble pronouncing it.
0: Yes. So this week we are going to be going a little spooky.
1: Ooh, I like spooky. Yes.
0: I'm ready for spooks. What's folks? Yeah. So this week we are going to be covering Loftus Hall for our friends over at Indie Drop In Podcast. Ooh. Information this week was pulled from the following sources, a 2020 All That's Interesting article by Marco Margaritoff, a 2020 Ancient Origins article by Joanna Gillen, a 2020 Atlas Obscura article by Matthew Taub, 2020 Daily Mail article by Jennifer Newton, 2020 Mental Floss article by Michelle Dibschik, a 2020 The Sunday Times article by Linda Daly, 2020 Smithsonian Magazine article by Teresa Machamer. 2019, the lineup article by Oren Gray, and the Waterford Visitor Center website. Wow, extensive. You will understand why all of them are from 2020 by the end of this episode.
1: All right, I'm ready. And links to all
0: these articles will be included in the show notes. The mansion now known as Loftus Hall on the Hook Peninsula of southeastern Ireland wasn't always the stunning Georgian home that it is today. Locals claim the area where the home now stands was once sacred to Celtic druids. So take that as you will. Uh oh! Already the got that, Juju. The house is
1: on on ancestral land. Obviously, sacred, something sacred land, sacred
0: and magical, has taken place there. Uh oh! Strike one. Strike one. <laughs> The land where the home now sits used to be the location of a castle that was built in 1170 by a Norman knight named Raymond LaGrasse Fitzgerald. Fun fact, LaGrasse means the fat.
1: <laughs> oh, no. And also, like, strike two castle. You know that there was death and torture or, like, sickness or
0: something nefarious. Yep, I just like so, how he was known as Raymond the Fat Fitzgerald. <laughs> That's really sad. That's so sad. <laughs> It'd be even funnier if he was like Stick Finn, and they just called him the fat to be mean.
1: Why are you so skinny, Raymond? Body dysmorphia for the rest of his life. Yep. Who can relate? <laughs> <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> After
0: landing on Bagenban Head in modern-day Wexford, where Norman invaders attacked and established control over Ireland, he dubbed the property Houseland Castle. Okay. Wanting to become a member of Irish society, even though in the past he had fought to conquer its people, he changed his name to Redmond in an effort to fit in with the locals. Okay. In 1350, after the Black Plague infested the island, Redmond's descendants tore down the castle to replace it with the more modern structure that it's recognized as today, before christening it Redmond Hall. See? More strike better. three. Yep. Plague. The home remained under the Redmond family's control until the mid-1600s when it came under attack during the Irish Confederate Wars.
1: Ooh. Yeah. No war. This is not looking good. No. This is super haunted for sure. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. During Oliver Cromwell's murderous conquest of Ireland in the name of England, on July 20th, 1642, the hall was protected from 90 English invaders led by Captain Thomas Aston by Alexander Redmond with the help of his two sons, two soldiers, a tailor, and some tenants of the building. So significantly less.
1: He fought an entire army with a tailor and like three other people?
0: Uh, Five other people. Yeah. That's
1: impressive. Yeah. And also very well
0: done on building your house. Yeah. Well, I didn't include it in here, but the invaders had cannons. They had two cannons.
1: And what? They they were just that bad of a shot? I don't know.
0: But the Redmond and his family and the people that were staying at the castle, they only had like long range rifles.
1: Dang. Yeah. We'll get we'll get into it. Okay.
0: A heavy fog settled over the area and the Irish drove back the English to their ship. Only 30 of the 90 English invaders survived, and the rest were killed outright or taken prisoner and later hanged.
1: Jeez. So, what are we at? Like, we're at least like two home runs at this point in terms of <laughs> markers for haunted activity. Yep. And like so many confirmed deaths. Yeah, at least 60 at this point. At least 60. And who
0: knows how many.
1: With the the plague?
0: Yeah. Who knows how many people died of the plague over there? I wonder if that's why they tore down the castle because.
1: Maybe. They were like, there's been too much plague. There's too much. (laughs) There's plague on my rocks. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta burn it and start over, break it down. (laughs) It makes me wonder, though. Like when, when there's that many bodies, if it's similar to that, that island. Is Clos- yes, yeah. like, Ovalia was
0: in Italy though.
1: I know, but like for a good amount of time, how much of that soil was like bodies?
0: Yeah, it was like a significant amount of that soil was just bodies. I can't remember it the exact like 98%, number.
1: It was, it was like, it was more than 90%.
0: Significant. Yeah. And it was like. <laughs> three feet down something like that like it was a lot of soil yeah anyway yeah. <laughs> after, <laughs> i just love how it's mm. like there's some plague in my castle <laughs> like there's a snake in my boot but there's some plague in my yeah. castle
1: burn it i'm just really sick of the, the plague here so we just need to start over
0: we're gonna tear this down and we're gonna build this really fancy house instead it's gonna be great mm-hmm. So they were defending a house. I just realized that it wasn't
1: even a castle. Yeah. It was a house. Yeah. That's what I said. That's why I was like, I am super impressed by how well they were able to build that house. If it was able to withstand two cannons, mm-hmm. if, if those cannons fired, which I'm sure they did. Yeah.
0: So either the cannons had really poor aim or, uh, the house they- was made from like vibranium or something.
1: <laughs> 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 Joke's on you. Wakanda real. And it's actually in Ireland. <laughs> After fighting
0: off several attacks, Cromwell agreed to favorable terms with the Redmans before his family was evicted in 1651 upon his death and the home was listed for auction. So he let them live there until the patriarch died. And then he was like, okay, skedaddle. I own this.
1: It's my house again. It's my house.
0: Five years later, in 1666, Henry Loftus of Yorkshire, England, purchased the land and mansion before dubbing it Loftus Hall. So there's where you get the name.
1: Yep. Seems like a very subtle, humble person. Yep.
0: Over the years, the family rose in the aristocracy, producing Mm. barons, viscounts, earls, and marquesses. Just fancy all over the place.
1: Yep, yep, yep.
0: And I don't know the difference between any of those, so don't ask me. (laughs) because I'm not gonna google it
1: (laughs) all I can think of now is that it's like a sassier Irish Downton Abbey
0: yes and the accent is more fun
1: yeah and it's significantly more haunted yes Mm -hmm.
0: but the soil is great the ghost of Potatoes past.
1: They can only grow sweet potatoes, and they don't know why. This
0: tastes like my uncle that died in the war. (laughs) And they don't know why. (laughs) In the mid-1600s, Charles Tottenham married Anne Loftus, who was the daughter of the first Viscount Loftus, and the couple had six children together, four boys and two girls named Elizabeth and Anne. We don't care about the boys. We don't care about the boys. (laughs) Who cares about them? (laughs) They were just boy one, boy two.
1: (laughs) And then... Other boy and other, other boy.
0: <laughs> it was just like the teen girl squad.
1: What's his face? One. The ugly one. <laughs> Elizabeth and Anne. <laughs> Elizabeth and
0: Anne. <laughs> hey, what's his face? Stop tormenting <laughs> the ugly one. Unfortunately, a few years after the girls were born, Anne passed away, Mm -hmm. and two years later, Charles married his cousin, Jane Cliff, and the couple continued to live in Loftus Hall with his daughter, Anne. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened to the other five kids. I mean, that's all they're mentioned.
1: All we know is ghost Anne is, is all about living Anne. <laughs> so Who was born of incest? <laughs> oh.
0: According to legend, a mysterious man knocked on the door of Loftus Hall one night in the mid 1700s after his ship had docked at Slate Harbor.
1: Mm.
0: He had been wandering the peninsula looking for shelter, and after telling the butler Dudley of his troubles, he was invited inside.
1: And then he turned into a werewolf and he murdered everyone.
0: <laughs> no? no. <laughs> Too spooky? The man charmed the Tottenham family, especially their daughter, Lady Anne, who it is said fell madly in love with the handsome stranger.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Because it was dark and gloomy and stormy outside.
1: He's a vampire. (laughs) He's a vampire. (laughs) No. Okay. He's a vampire.
0: (laughs) The family invited the young man to stay as long as he wished. But unfortunately, things would soon take a drastic turn for the worse.
1: Murder.
0: Ba-ba-ba. One night, the family were all playing cards in the game room when Lady Anne happened to drop a card on the floor. Upon bending down to pick it up, she happened to look under the table and notice that the handsome stranger had kicked off his shoes. This normally wouldn't be a big deal, just a little weird and probably bad-mannered, except for the fact that instead of stocking feet, the man had cloven hooves.
1: I was just going to say, did he have hooves? He did. I said
0: do. No. Understandably, Lady Anne screamed in terror, and upon realizing Mm. that he'd been discovered, the man, who was actually the devil, flew into a rage and shot straight up through the ceiling in a ball of fire. Shortly after, a clap of thunder was heard before a cloud of smoke rained down from the ceiling, engulfing the family with the strong stench of sulfur. Yeah. There's nothing worse than
1: the smell of rotten eggs. Like Truly. Especially after... Like if you're in like a sulfur cloud too, you like can't escape it.
0: Mm-mm. You can probably taste it at that point. Rumors around the island state that the spot where the devil pierced the ceiling could never be properly restored, and that the roof has never been the same since.
1: Yeah, they didn't have they didn't have a uh, the same type of house insurance. No, they didn't have State Farm.
0: <laughs> Nationwide wasn't on their side. <laughs> <laughs> no. As far as Lady Anne, after the incident, she fainted and became unconscious for quite some time. Mm. After waking, she started to behave quite strangely, hissing, attacking people, essentially turning into a bit of a beast. As a result of this... Maybe a
1: vampire? Maybe. Hissing, spinning. Maybe she was like trying to... Maybe she thought her saliva had acid in it. She was pretending to be that one dinosaur with the frills. Oh my god. Do you know that 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 old video of like, I'm a snake, I'm a snake. Maybe she thought she was a snake.
0: You know, the famous <laughs> spitting snakes of Ireland.
1: <laughs> yeah, so she just woke up
0: and she's like, I'm an angry snake lady. Maybe she thought she was a basilisk. As a result of this, her family decided it was best to lock her into the tapestry room for the Perfect. next 10 years before she passed away in 1775
1: sounds about right I mean I would also if I could not release a snake woman lock her uh, into a
0: room with all the tapestries
1: essentially lock her in a room but I would just make sure that I wouldn't see her every day I don't know kind of a bummer (laughs) was the tapestry thing like a joke because she can't climb because she (laughs) has to slither I don't understand (laughs) I'm just
0: picturing a room just like draped in tapestries
1: maybe to like muffle the sound and a woman unwilling to use her arms just like trying to climb up (laughs) the walls
0: and hissing and
1: spitting.
0: It's believed that her spirit continues to roam the halls of Loftus after going completely mad prior to her death, and she is one of the most regularly seen entities at the home. With reports of her ghost noted from the late seventeen hundreds through the present.
1: Dang. I wonder if she ever turns into a snake. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, she could now. Technically, she probably could. I think ghosts can kind of do that stuff, especially on like magic demon death ground. Due to
0: the paranormal activity being so strong, it's believed it upgraded to poltergeist levels. Several Dang. Protestant clergymen were brought in by the Loftus family to try and rid the home of the evil spirits that plagued it. They even called Fantastic. in a Catholic priest.
1: Oh yeah, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say Protestants couldn't make it happen, to so them. they had to get a Catholic.
0: <laughs> yep, they even called in a Catholic priest, even though they <laughs> themselves were Protestant.
1: Dang. Okay, that's a huge deal. Yeah. Because
0: when was this? This was like the late 1700s. Wow. Mm-hmm. So
1: it must have been really bad. Yeah. I mean, I said it got to like
0: poltergeist levels. So
1: yeah, well, you can get to pol- poltergeist levels, but like a Protestant family asking a Catholic priest to help them with a the blessing of a house. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Especially then. Oh, Okay.
0: Father Thomas Broders has been credited as ridding the home of the negative energies and rumors swirled that his gravestone even includes the inscription, quote, here lies the body of Thomas Broders who did good and prayed for all and who banished the devil from Loftus Hall, end quote.
1: He did good. He did good, he did. son. Okay, he did good. But there's no truth to this rumor. Because <laughs> oh, I, I would be really sad if it just said, he did good. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, can Father. I, High think I, I have that on my, my gravestone. She did good. She did good. good. Am I just going to say, that'll do, pig? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I'm going to be a tree, so I don't know. I'd have to describe. No,
0: I still want to have a marker on my tree. It'll just say, that'll do, pig. That'll do. Mm, yeah. People yeah. be like, why is there a pig under this tree?
1: I'll be like, oh my God, is this one of those dead body trees? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is and a pig. They'll... A long pig. <laughs>
1: then they'll realize they're an entirely haunted forest full of dead body trees. Yep. Idiots. Dun, dun, dun.
0: (laughs) John Henry Wellington Graham Loftus, the fourth Marquess of Eli, wished to entice Queen Victoria to visit the property. Since his mother, Jane Loftus, was the lady of the Queen's bedchamber as of 1851, he believed that a future visit from the Queen herself was a guaranteed thing.
1: Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Good luck with that.
0: With this thought in mind, the mansion underwent extensive renovations in the 1860s through the 1870s, at which point the remains of an infant were found hidden in the walls of the infamous tapestry room.
1: Snake devil baby? Many believe that the legend of
0: the devil visiting Loftus was fabricated to hide the truth that Lady Anne may have become pregnant out of wedlock before letting her baby Mm. die after its birth.
1: I like the devil story better. I do, too. Well, it's a little less dark. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, and it fits in with the theme that we have heard of the devil liking to play cards. So, yeah. I mean, it, it fits. In regards to Lady Anne's death, there are several theories as to why she was imprisoned in her own home. There's the devil possessing her theory that she had mm-hmm. a child out of wedlock. Another mm-hmm. is that she had a severe mental illness and was hid away to prevent the family from being shamed. It Others believe that the rumor of the devil visiting was to deter visitors, especially undesirables, from visiting the property since they were still actively trying to get Queen Victoria to visit. But
1: what you wouldn't want those, like, devil, demon, baby, lady in the wall rumor. I, know. I don't think the queen would like that either. So <laughs> The royal
0: we is not pleased. All right. <laughs> A rumor that she had fallen in love with the stranger, but that he was forced to leave because, quote, he wasn't in high enough standing to marry her, end quote, states that she died of a broken heart. Hmm. A final theory is that she died during childbirth since her father hid the pregnancy from everyone, including the local doctor, and she passed due to complications.
1: Sadly, I think that's probably the most likely scenario. I agree. And it would make sense that, like, the baby would be in the wall, too. Like, you yep. would want to completely hide all of it. As a final
0: twist to this tale, Anne Tottenham's grave in nearby Wexford has been completely cemented over. Ooh, she wants a snake. It's obvious that the family didn't want anyone to be able to access her body, but why? Some say that her body couldn't be straightened after her death, so she had to be buried in the fetal position. Hmm. Unfortunately for John, no matter how many renovations they made, including an ornate mosaic floor and hand carved Italian grand staircase, the Queen never did visit Loftus Hall and the family fell into financial ruin. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, no shit. Mm. After the last of the Loftus line died in 1890, the mansion was eventually sold after remaining abandoned for a time. Over the years, it passed to the Benedictines, was converted into a convent and school for girls joining the order of the Sisters of Providence, a hotel before it lay dormant for several years and became a site of satanic rituals and meetings.
1: There it is. That's what we were looking for.
0: Yep. Shane and Aiden Quigley bought the property in 2011 for $800,000 and started up the extensive renovations once again, eventually opening it up to the public in 2012, offering haunted tours and allowing overnight stays. Might as well bank on the rumors of it being super haunted, right? Make some money.
1: Especially if you did extensive renovations recently. All of those things that are there would not be happy with it. Yep. As you can imagine,
0: it is quite costly to update such a massive home. It's 27,124 square feet, or 3,014 square yards. Replacing the 97 windows alone is estimated to cost half what they originally paid for the property, at $400,000. Yikes. People who've stayed at Loftus have noted feeling a heavy presence, such as that of a large dog pressing down on their chest as they lay in bed. Hmm. Others have seen locked doors open on their own before the apparition of a beautiful young woman in a heavily brocaded dress enters and walks through the room before disappearing into a wardrobe. So an old path, probably. Mm Mm-hmm. Prior to COVID, Loftus was giving 45-minute tours of the property and started to keep a paranormal log at reception for guests to document their experiences at the property, many of which were eerily similar. No. Oh, okay. Not good. And here's where we get to why so many stories were published in 2020. The three-story, 22-bedroom mansion and the 63-acres and private beach it sits on was put up for sale in 2020 for a cool $2.9 million. So if you're looking to own a piece of history and inherit a few ghosts, you should start crowdfunding. So it's just for sale now? Nobody's purchased it? No, nobody's purchased it yet. Wow. And that is the spooky history of Loftus Hall... The most haunted home in Ireland.
1: Jeez. Yeah, no thanks. I don't think I need all of that juju in a house that's already hard to clean. Yeah. Well, (laughs) in some of the
0: pictures that I saw, like there are some rooms that were like torched, completely burnt, and they're still not, obviously not renovated yet, but they still allow people to go through there. So, yeah pretty crazy. I guess right now, if you are interested, you can purchase a virtual tour of the property, like they do have footage. Yeah. So if you are interested in seeing it, you Google Loftus Hall and you can purchase video to be able to see it. I thought about it for a hot second and then I was like, maybe later.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. What time is it? Are you scared? What time?
0: Prepare yourself for the scariest, creepiest, and most haunting stories and conversations
1: from the best independent creators. When the
0: girl asked her grandmother what was inside, her grandmother spit three times through her fingers, said, a divic, and kissalim.
1: So the soul of a person who died unnaturally will typically linger at their grave, unable to join their ancestors until the gods approve. This is when a bokor would use a bottle or jar to capture the soul and can then control the undead body or simply use the soul on its own. It's not nighttime, but it's getting dark. Oh, gosh, that's even worse. And it goes to the basements of this house, right? And there's like demonic symbols all over the walls and shit, the pentagram on the floor. He can't explain or shake the feeling of the crying baby sounds coming from the woods. Now, as if hearing voices and babies crying weren't creepy enough. This is absolutely crazy to me. He claims that he hears his name called out from the forest. Ghosts, creatures, freaky places, weird experiences, haunted objects, and so much more. Put your feet in the covers and turn on a nightlight. Someone
0: please tell me what time it is! (laughs) It's scary time subscribe now this week's podcast plug is indie drop-in as we mentioned at the top Mm -hmm. they have a few different formats that they offer for the types of episodes they produce so basically what they do is independent podcasters can submit episodes of their show Mm -hmm. and then they will play them as part of their network or like their feed so you can listen to different podcasts and kind of get a feel for different podcasters and be introduced to shows that you might not necessarily find on your
1: own. Cool. So it's kind of like a podcast roulette. Yeah. And
0: I've actually submitted a couple of our episodes to Indie Drop-In and we've had, I think I submitted the cannibalism one, but I need to submit some new ones. Yeah. So they have a few different, like I said, channels. So they have like a true crime channel. They have a scary time channel. Mm-hmm. They have a comedy channel. Nice. And the one that they would like us to feature this week, because it kind of fits with the theme, is their scary time podcast. And this is the description that they sent me. Lock your doors, check under the bed and turn on a nightlight because it's time for the scariest stories and history, and conversations ever heard. Every week, an independent creator tells us about the paranormal, ghosts, monsters, hauntings, creepy places, enchanted objects, aliens, and more. Best of all, if you like the creator, you can follow them for more great content if you dare. And we'll include a link to their Scary Time feed in the show notes if you want to check it out. Nice. And this week's listener question is from Mack. Mark, hey. Hey, Mark. What's up? He wants to know what's the worst old crime you've ever investigated and why or what makes it the worst?
1: Yeah, the cannibal one. (laughs) And I think it's pretty, pretty (laughs) self-explanatory. Don't eat people, even for fun. Or personal gain. Yeah, that guy was pretty awful. I think the
0: one that I struggled with the most was the one about Fanny Adams, because that was the murder of a child. Yeah, yeah
1: that one was really bad.
0: That one was really bad. So that one for me personally was really bad. Probably because I, I'm not as upset by cannibalism as you are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> cool. Good for you.
0: <laughs> I don't know if this is about me as a person, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, children, yeah. Yeah. I get that.
0: Yeah, I would say that was the one that was the hardest for me to research because there was a lot of really graphic content that I didn't include in the episode that I still read about. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if you're talking about the murder of a small child, that
1: is hard. Yeah. And it was an intense murder, too. It wasn't just...
0: Yeah, it, it wasn't was, just like, we're going to smother you. It was quick death, yeah. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Hope that answers your question, Mark. <laughs> That was a good one. (laughs) (laughs) A good feel good one. Yeah. What's something good you'd like to share this week so we can end it on a little bit more of a happy note?
1: Well, I kind of have two things. One, I get my second and final vaccine for COVID tomorrow and I'm very excited. I'm taking the following day off just in case because I had a little kind of like a, a couple of symptoms with the first one. And just being a diabetic, I know that my, the odds are not in my favor. <laughs> I'll get out scot free of any symptoms. And the second thing, it's a good thing, but it's also a major bummer. I took a comprehensive food sensitivity test because I just, I feel sick all the time when I eat and I react to 34 foods. The one I react the most to is egg whites. And fun fact, that can literally like, Everything. <laughs> it's been a lot of stuff. And I it's like a bona fide allergy. So um it's a bummer that I am, but it's also really great that I know. So I actually started I focused on all the foods I don't react to and have like a very like low to normal reactivity. And I'm gonna start tomorrow. I, I got groceries today, but I'm starting a 30-day kind of elimination diet to see how much. That helps, but I know that you've you've had good results when you stick to the gluten-free mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I'm gonna try to do what I can. But uh I, I definitely we made pizza like right before I got my results, and I can't have any yeast or like wheat. And so I was, I was like, great, I'm literally eating like the one thing. It's like please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Your just like, why do you hate us? It was too late. It was too late. So, I think the one I am having the hardest time with is I am allergic to garlic. Are you a vampire? I might be. Maybe I am the the snake.
0: You are the basilisk,
1: a vampire werewolf. So we'll see. I am. I am excited to not feel like death after every time I eat. That's fair. How about you? What's a good thing this week? A good thing this
0: week is I will also be getting my second. COVID shot on Wednesday and I did tentatively ask for Thursday and Friday off just because I did have a reaction to the first one. I got Mm -hmm. super tired
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and kind of achy after the first one. So we'll see if I need to take it or not. Yeah, But yeah, I'll be glad when it's done. Like you said last week, that doesn't mean I'm going to go around without a mask on and just be like,
1: check me out, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Stories keep popping up of people who get the COVID vaccine and then like a month later get COVID. And it's like, well, yeah, it's not as effective as you want it to be. So it's the same thing of like, you can take a birth control pill and still get pregnant. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, (laughs) take that as you
0: You still have to be careful. Don't be dumb. Or like getting a flu shot and then hanging out with a bunch of people that have the flu. Like, you're still going to get sick. So yeah. It might not be as bad, but yeah.
1: Unless you're into that. <laughs> I, I just. Yeah, the idea is I that, just
0: love throwing up. That's my favorite.
1: Right. The idea is that the vaccine will make, hopefully, make it less fatal if you mm-hmm. do get some of the hardcore strains. So, yeah, I'm just, it, it's comforting that I have it, knowing that I just have another thing in my back pocket to kind of protect me. Because honestly, with, with type 1 diabetes, I could die in my sleep. So, like, when well, there's a big scary. Yeah virus. It's just like, oh, cool. So I have like a, a tinfoil shield. Awesome. I'll take it. Yep. <laughs> it works. works for me. Yep. I'll still wear all the other stuff, but mm-hmm. I'll take that shield. On that note, I'm going to shut her down. Okay, let's
0: do it. You can find us online at yieldcrimepodcast.com. We're also on Twitter at yieldcrimepod and on Instagram at yieldcrimepodcast. We are also on YouTube. You can find us by Searching for ye old crime podcast. We also have a PO box. You can send us whatever fun or weird things you feel like sending in the mail. I thought about something the other day, Maddie. What about the trampoline? Do you remember moon shoes?
1: No, I will only accept the trampoline.
0: Oh, I was like, that'd be like your personal trampoline. They're just moon shoes.
1: No, no, I was. I have a vendetta against moon shoes because wasn't it our cousins that had them? Uh, we weren't allowed. To- Use them. Yeah. I don't want your stupid moon shoes. <laughs> I want a big trampoline. I want a big girl trampoline. Yeah. With like the net and like little balls you put in a ball pit and like litter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It'd be fun. It just keeps getting more and more elaborate every time you, <laughs> you <laughs> mention the trampoline. It does.
1: <laughs> gotta manifest.
0: That's true. I still need to get my... Manifestation vision board. vision board. So yeah, you can mm-hmm. write or send us stuff to Yield Crime Podcast, P.O. Box 341, Wyoming, Minnesota, 55092. If you'd like to reach out to us in a quicker manner, you can do so by sending us an email at Yield Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. A great way to support the show right now and do good for other people would be to leave us a rating and review on Podchaser. Yep. Because during the month of April, Podchaser is donating $0.25 for every review to Meals on Wheels, and they are doubling the donation if the podcast that is being reviewed responds to the review. So I am going to be going in this week and responding to every single review we have gotten so we can make sure that we're doing our part to... Raise some money for Meals on Wheels, and I've also mm-hmm. slowly been going through and reviewing other podcasts, so we yep. can kind
1: of keep the keep
0: the train going.
1: Yep, keep the momentum. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Thank you to those that have already done this. It a lot. It means a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: And so I'll share an example of a five star review we got from We Sure Are on Apple Podcasts. It says fantastic. <laughs> I love the stories and the way they are delivered. They have such interesting content and are great to listen to. Can't wait to hear more. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so on Buy Me a Coffee with Mm -hmm. a one-time donation. You can also join our Patreon for as low as a dollar a month to be able to get ad-free access to our content. We also have a 5, 10 and 15 dollar tiers. If that's something mm-hmm. that interests you, T-Public is having a sale every week this month. That's crazy. No joke. So this week you'll be able to enjoy 35% off everything in our store April 14th through the 16th, so that is today the epi- mm-hmm. the day this episode drops through Friday the 16th and we have lots of fun new designs up there including the I'm just a meat sack doing my best (laughs) shirt design that I'm particularly proud of. Mm -hmm. So on that note as always I'm Lindsay and I'm Maddie and we'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime.